The following is an Auburn Network production. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goertz. You're on the line here on ESPN 1067. Auburn Opelika, sports leader. Happy Thursday, everybody. Hope you're doing well on a beautiful day here in the Auburn Opelika area. Sunny, 85 degrees, even a little breeze going on outside here in the Auburn Opelika area. And what a crazy Thursday it is around here at Auburn Network, around the town of Auburn, uh, around Auburn football as well. Uh, Just a ton going on on this Thursday, August 17th, 2018. 23. This is On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. And let me tell you, that is going to be the story today. We're going to tell you like it is. And and look, there's a lot of things to go over, a lot of things that have been uh, said, and and we're going to tell you all about it. And we're going to tell you exactly how I feel. I'm excited to hear how you feel about some of these things. And so it should be a great show today. Thursday, August 17th, 2023. Folks, we're 16 days away from the kickoff of Auburn football. And uh, a pretty big note today to get you even more excited for that coming up in less than two weeks. So we're going to talk a lot about the breaking news that came out just a few hours ago uh, has not been officially named and, and announced from Auburn football and head coach Hugh Freeze, but uh, you've seen the reports. And so we're going to talk about that before we get there. I do want to uh, inform you, remind you that tonight, this Thursday, tonight, right now, Lee Scott Academy gets started for high school football here in the area. Uh, Lee Scott coming off of their AISA Class 3A state championship last year, defeating Glenwood, going 13-0, and undefeated season, and a state, t- and a state title. Uh, they are starting the defense tonight at home against Chambers Academy. Uh, if you have a chance to make it out to the game, I highly recommend that you do. It's supposed to be a packed house. Chambers making the short drive up uh, here to Auburn. And so excited for that. If you can't make it to the game and you're looking for something to listen to tonight, tune in over on AU100, one of our sister stations here at Auburn Network. It's 100.3 on your radio dial or AU100FM.com for any of you that are uh, liking to stream it online on your phones or whatever so pregame at 6 30 kickoff at 7 myself on the call with my color commentator Christian Griffin so excited uh, for him to be in the booth with me this fall and again game one versus Chambers Academy Lee Scott at home over at Judd Scott Field just a few miles away from here on Academy Drive so if you're looking for something to listen to tonight Lee Scott football versus Chambers Academy game one of the 2023 season au100fm.com and 100.3 on your radio dial so be sure that you tune into that tonight very very excited for that uh, for the season to get started for high school football here's what's on the show docket for today 
Yes, we are going to talk about the news around Auburn football and this quarterback battle that seems to have been resolved. It seems to uh, it seems like we have a starter that Hugh Freeze is. We expect him to officially name this starter uh, in just under an hour when he has a press conference at three o'clock. So we're going to talk about that. We have Zach Blackerby of Locked On Auburn joining us at two thirty before that press conference to give his thoughts and insights on this breaking news earlier today. So. Excited to have Zach on the show. And then coming up in hour number two, uh, Chris Gordy, host of Locked on SEC, joins us like he does every Thursday. We'll get his thoughts on this news coming out of Auburn today, plus updates from around the Southeastern Conference and fall camps and practices. So should be a fantastic show today. And you know the drill around our guest, especially on a day like today. I want to hear from you. 334-321-1390 is the number to put you through to me on the phone lines. Give me a call. How do you feel? What's on your mind? Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you excited? Disappointed? Give me a call. I want to hear from you. 334-321-1390. And of course, the big news that was reported uh, today, reported by multiple outlets um, uh, from here in the Auburn area, According to reports, Peyton Thorne is expected to be named the starting quarterback for Auburn football. That is the news of the day. That's the news of fall. Is It is expected to be official um, as early as this afternoon when Hugh Freeze takes the podium uh, for his 3 o'clock press conference. Uh, unfortunately, that is not going to be streamed live anywhere that I have seen. Um, if I can find something between now and then where it is going to be streamed, I will let you know and we'll try to carry it live. But uh, my, my people in the athletics department are telling me that it will not be streamed. Um, that was earlier today. So if that changes between now and then, uh, I will let you know and we will try to carry that. But if we can't carry it on the show, I will give you updates and quotes from him, uh, from my, my colleagues in, in Auburn Media that will have a chance to be over there. So that's what's going on today. All right, Hugh Freeze has his press conference at 3 o'clock. We'll see if he officially makes that announcement today. I expect him to do so. And big news, right? This is huge, huge news for Auburn because we've been talking about this quarterback battle. We've been talking about the, the guys in the room that have all taken steps forward, right? You're talking about the two guys that were here already and then the transfer, Peyton Thorne, who came in from Michigan State. We've been talking about what we've seen. We've been talking about what we've heard. We've been talking about all of this. And now it all comes together. And let's just be honest here, folks. The outcome that most of us expected, the outcome that makes the most sense, is what is happening at Auburn football in the quarterback room. Peyton Thorne was the leader in the clubhouse the day he stepped on campus. He was. He, he just was. He's better than Robbie Ashford. He's better than Holden Gurner. He's the best quarterback in the room. And I think that by season's end, he could be a top four quarterback, top five quarterback in this league. A league that has some really talented guys. Jaden Daniels, Joe Milton, K.J. Jefferson, right? Devin Leary. There's some really big-name quarterbacks in this conference. But Peyton Thorne was the favorite to win the job the day the announcement was made 
that he was transferring from Michigan State to Auburn. And so this was a true quarterback battle, I think, though. I really do believe that. I believe that Robbie Ashford and Holden both got better throughout the fall. I do. I believe that. Am I a little bit surprised that if Hugh Freeze makes the announcement today, and that's something to remember here, all right, that's something to remember, and this may change in the next 50 minutes when he steps up and starts talking on the, on the press conference, but Hugh Freeze has not made this announcement yet. These are reports that he's expected to make this announcement. Do I think the reports are wrong? No, I don't. But in this business and in today's time, you've got to be careful. Right? You've got to be careful with how you word things, how you say things, so it's not misleading, so it's not inaccurate. Right? You've got to be careful. So the announcement has not been made from Hugh Freeze's mouth yet. And when that happens, then you can officially say he's been named the starter. But the reports are saying he is expected to be named the starter. And it's okay to, to trust in that because everybody's reporting it. It's okay to trust in that, that it's going to happen. And so until it does, for my own sake, I'm going to continue to speak on to this, that it's expected. He is expected to be the starter for Auburn. He's expected to be named the starter for Auburn. And as soon as Hugh Freeze says it, boom, we'll switch gears and we'll say that he is the starter. I think he's going to be, and in, in, in that's where I'm getting at all this. But I am a little surprised that he is expected to name Peyton Thorne the starter today. And I say that because in preseason talks and in offseason stuff, he was saying how, and early on in fall, he was saying how the, 10, the 10th practice, that was the mark on his calendar where he wanted to trim down the quarterback battle from 3 to 2. Well, the 10th practice was on Thursday or on Tuesday. They didn't have practice yesterday because the first day of class, and they haven't had practice yet today. And so we know what happened on Saturday. We saw the quote and heard the quote from Hugh Freeze that said, going into Saturday, my mind was made up, but after the scrimmage, I'm having to go and reassess. So that raises the question for me, what's changed? What happened between Saturday afternoon and Thursday morning, what happened in two practices that truly solidified Peyton Thorne as the starter for Hugh Freeze? Well, I think the note that I said yesterday about, and something that Daryl Dapperch brought up on the show on Tuesday, was in a closed scrimmage, when all the information you have is what the coaches tell you, you've got to take it with a grain of salt. And just because somebody says they had a bad day, doesn't mean it was as bad as they say it was. And just because somebody had a great day doesn't mean it was as good as they said it was. And what this all says to me is that on Saturday, the scrimmage wasn't as bad for Peyton Thorne as we were led on to be. And as some people made it out to be, I should say. And maybe, just maybe, Peyton Thorne had a decent day. And just maybe... Robbie Ashford and Holden didn't have just this spectacular blow-you-away performance like a lot of people said. I think Peyton Thorne has always been the best quarterback. 
And I think he's had command of this thing throughout fall camp. But I do think it was a battle. I think Robbie Ashford got better. I think Holden got better. And I think they competed for this starting job. And they pushed Peyton Thorne. But they just aren't there yet. They're not there. Now, what does this mean for Robbie Ashford and Holden? Well, logic would tell us that Robbie Ashford will be your backup. He'll be quarterback two. And Holden will be the third. And that makes sense, right? That makes sense because what have a lot of you, my listeners, talked about is Robbie Ashford's too good athletically. He's too good and gifted as a runner to be left on the sidelines. He's going to get some time this year. Is it going to be a true quarterback snap? No, probably not. But there may be a time where he steps up and throws the ball. Because think about this. Think about this. The way that I'm picturing this in my head early on is Peyton Thorne will be your starter. Robbie Ashford will come in here and there. He'll have running packages right throughout the season. And then there's going to be one time when you're playing Georgia, when you're playing LSU, Maybe even when you're playing Alabama. Robbie Ashford, every time he's been on the field, he has run the football. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Then all of a sudden, in the middle of the Iron Bowl, Robbie Ashford comes in, Bama crowds a line of scrimmage, Robbie fakes the run, and Bam lobs it over the middle touchdown. We've seen that happen before. That's the Gus Malzahn way. Don't write that off, and don't count that out for Robbie Ashford coming up this fall. I've made the statement in the past that Robbie Ashford will not play another meaningful down at quarterback in an Auburn uniform. And I still believe that if Peyton Thorne stays healthy and whatever, right? But I do think there will be packages for him in the quarterback spot to make plays. But he's not going to be... You're not going to see him start a game. I'm just that's that's what I meant by that statement all this time is that Robbie was not going to start a game for Auburn at quarterback. And here you are, you're seeing it. But I think it's promising to know that it has taken this long for Peyton Thorne to be expected to be the starter, right? Because we're 16 days away. We've had we've had 10 practices of fall camp. School has started back. You have a scrimmage coming up this Saturday. And I am kind of surprised if Hugh Freeze does make the announcement today that he's making it before that second scrimmage. Maybe that's his strategy. I don't know. Maybe that's what he wants to do. Maybe he wants the starter to be confident in that scrimmage, run everything with the ones, and have a true scrimmage with all of your ones on offense going up against all of your ones on defense. Maybe that's the strategy. I don't know. But I think it should be promising to Auburn fans that there was a battle because Holden has looked really good and Robbie has looked better. He has looked better. But at the end of the day, this was always Peyton Thorne's job. It was always his job. It was his job to lose. Let me say it that way. It was his job to lose. Just because Robbie was here last year didn't mean squat to Hugh Freeze. Didn't mean anything to this offensive staff. This was not Robbie Ashford getting beat out by Peyton Thorne. Peyton Thorne beat him out when he stepped in, stepped in the door because he's that much better. 
Just go look at his numbers at Michigan State. This decision makes sense for Auburn. It makes sense for Hugh Freeze. It makes sense for Philip Montgomery. It's the no-brainer. It's the no-doubter. It's the no-doubter. Peyton Thorne is the starter. And he was since he transferred here. But credit to Robbie Ashford. Credit to Holden for competing, looking good doing so, and from what I can tell, had a good attitude doing it. Doug made a really good point late in his, his show today, and I believe he was talking to Spectre when he made it, talking about the body language and the emotions of Robbie Ashford and how that was a struggle for him last year. When times got tough, and times were tough, believe me, they were tough. His, his attitude and his mentality and his body language weren't what you needed out of an SEC quarterback, and Doug's absolutely right on that. He's absolutely right. And we haven't gotten to see much. We haven't gotten to see much of Robbie Ashford, but what we have seen and what we have heard is a lot of that has gotten better. And maybe, just maybe, that leads to him getting on the field, having running packages, and having some sort of impact for Auburn's offense this fall. 3-3-4, What does this mean moving forward for Auburn as we are 16 days away from the start of the 2023 season? Plus, question of the day. It's about this quarterback situation, and I want to hear from you. What are your thoughts as the reports are saying Peyton Thorne is expected to be announced as Auburn's starting quarterback for the 2023 season? I want to hear from you here on the Thursday edition of On the Line. are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Let's get to the phone lines, 334-321-1390. I know this guy wants to talk a little bit about the news, about the quarterback situation. Good buddy Jack Cudden on the phone lines. Jack, how you feeling on a Thursday? What's happening, man? A little hot outside, but uh, that's probably the heat coming from the Auburn practice room right now. Yeah, or the uh, the quarterback room in, in particular, huh? Yeah, yeah, definitely so. Um, very interesting that, that this has kind of all come out. I'm just interested to hear, and I know that you've had, you've seen a couple stories go up so far about uh, just what has really happened, but I'm interested to know what the story was in how this seemed to just kind of happen so quickly because, you know, a few days ago, we were sitting here kind of talking about, okay, well, is there a chance that, you know, maybe you get Robbie Ashford as your starter in game one? Um, I think everybody mostly thought that it was it was still going to be Peyton Thorne. And, and um, you know, for, for all we know, it very well could be Robbie Ashford. You don't know um, until Hugh Freeze says something about it. But the expectation is you're going to have Peyton Thorne as your starter. And, um, you know, I think we all thought that was coming, but, it's just interesting how a few days ago it seemed to be, okay, maybe there's a small glimmer of light here for, for somebody else to swoop in and take this. And it, it seems like it's pretty well shut the door on that today. Yeah, that was I brought that up in the, in the first segment. I'm glad you said that because that's what I said. I said, you know, how, how much, you know, because we heard about Robbie Ashford and Holden Garner having great days on Saturday and Peyton Thorne having an iffy day, but we heard that receivers had something to do with that as well. But people were talking this thing up, how the other two just 
were all up in this race and Peyton Thorne was maybe having to really earn it and then two days later or two practices later you had practice Monday Tuesday nothing yesterday with first day of class and they haven't practiced yet today what changed in two practices where Hugh Freeze was like yep Peyton Thorne that's my guy and that's the expected announcement later on today and so what has changed or maybe Jack just maybe the reactions from Saturday were a little uh, blown out of the water yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. I'm I'm wondering if it was kind of an offhanded quote from Hugh Freeze that, you know, he, he's kind of looking over and maybe some guys played well and so he's just trying to keep guys motivated. Um, you know, that could always be it. I, I really think that this is this was not necessarily a huge decision. Um, you know, Peyton Thorne was brought in from Michigan State as the guy. I mean, he was the guy that mm-hmm. Hugh Freeze wanted to go after. Um, and so when he brought him in you have to think that Freeze and staff had done their homework about what does Peyton Thorne offer the offense? Can he manage something like this? Um, so to me, it seems like that that homework was, was already done. And maybe I'm not saying that he, he brought him in knowing full well he was going to be the starter and not giving anybody else a chance. Um, but that's the, that's the kind of move that you go out, you do your homework on, and you know what you're bringing in. And um, yeah, I just think that's what happened in the end. So you know, at the, at the end of the day, it's not really anything different that we ex- that we would have expected coming into the season. Uh, I just thought that it was it was a little strange how this happened. You know, kind of glancing into the locker room and saying, "Okay, we got these guys that are all doing well," and then all of a sudden, well, Peyton Thorne's a starter. Right, and so Jack, I want to ask you this. It's our question of the day. I've yet to uh, ask it on the air, and so I want to open this up to you. We have Zach Blackerby of Locked On Auburn joining us in just a few minutes, and I'm going to ask him this question as well before I answer it later on in the show. With Peyton Thorne being announced or going, the expected is that he's going to be announced the starter later on this afternoon. How many more wins does Peyton Thorne add for this Auburn football team compared to the other two quarterbacks if they were to be named the starter? Well, you look at last year, and I know that some Auburn fans are going to point to a a change in coaching staff. Um, You know, I think that let's say you have a similar coaching staff last season, you have maybe a similar roster as well, um, because a lot of this roster is now changed. And so how does that look? from you know, one side to another, I think in the case of Robbie Ashford, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities to say that he could win you six or seven games. Um, I really don't, because I think that your schedule sets up well enough for you to do that, um, but I don't think that you would be nearly as competitive in some of these games that you're hoping to be. Case in point, if, you, if you're looking um, to try and pull something on, Georgia, if you're looking to go up and and upset the LSUs or the Alabamas of the world, I'm just not sure that that what Robbie Ash brings to the table right now can go out and beat those teams. Now, I think he's got the feeling to do it, and maybe he has improved, and and that's a a big deal if he has, because that sets you up for the future if you're Auburn. Um, But I do think that from what we've seen from Thorne at Michigan State, he's a game manager. He's more mobile than you think he is um, upon first glance. And he's got about a 62% completion percentage, at least he did uh, in that 2021 season where he took Michigan State all the, all the way almost to the college football playoff. Um, so I guess rounding out everything like there, I think, I think Peyton Thorne buys you at least one or two more wins um, that maybe you wouldn't have gotten with Robbie because I, um, I, th- I think you win some more games, but also I think it's just a you're more competitive in these bigger games and it probably 
probably has you feeling better about yourself at the end of the day. I think it's a great way to put it. I think that is a fantastic way to put it and something that aligns pretty closely to what I what I would say and what I will be saying later on today is yeah, I think that's I think that's spot on, Jack. I think Peyton Thorne with his experience, his power five experience, gives you a couple more wins on this schedule. And yeah, I think in the big games against Georgia, LSU, AM, Alabama, Arkansas on the road. I think Peyton Thorne just gives you a little bit more confidence if you're Hugh Freeze and maybe allows you to do a few more things to try to pull off those big wins. So um, that's a great way to put it, Jack. I appreciate you calling in, brother. Always good to hear from you. Yes, sir. Look forward to hearing from you later, Pastor. Yes, sir. That's Jack Hutton joining us on the phone line. Stay tuned. Zach Blackerby of Locked on Auburn will join us when we come back. He hosts the podcast uh, every single day talking Auburn athletics. He's got some thoughts on who has been expected to be named the starter for Auburn football later this afternoon. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss it here on the Thursday edition of On the Line. Jacob Goins on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. All right, we're halfway through hour number one here on a busy edition of On the Line on a Thursday afternoon here on ESPN 106.7. And uh, happy to welcome in Zach Blackerby, host of Locked on Auburn, who uh, agreed on a uh, late decision and that I hit him up on very last minute. But to come on and talk a little Auburn football, especially with the circling reports about the quarterback situation today. Zach, hope you're doing well, brother. It's great to hear from you. Man, it's great to uh, to chat with you, dude. Absolutely, yeah. Crazy, uh, crazy time to cover Auburn for sure. Well, let's uh, let's talk about the the news that's being reported. It came out a couple of hours ago uh, that Peyton Thorne, the Michigan State transfer, uh, who seems to have been the leader in the clubhouse most of the way in the quarterback room for Auburn, he is expected to be named the starting quarterback for Auburn in 2023. Pew Freeze has a press conference coming up in around 25 minutes or so. The expectation is that he is to be announced at that press conference. Your takeaways from this quarterback battle that ultimately seems like it's wrapped up yeah you got to think it's either going to be in about 20 25 minutes or there was kind of a change in the scheduling on saturday to my understanding it was going to be the coordinators that were going to be made available to media after the scrimmage they changed that to hugh freeze so i guess there is a chance maybe he would announce it after the scrimmage on saturday but you got to think with all these reports coming out he's certainly going to be asked about it so you know why not just announce it on your own time but uh, you know, it does sound like he, he sat with members of the team earlier this week and told them that the plan was to start Peyton Thorne week one against UMass to start the 2023 season and to start the Hugh Freeze era for the Auburn Tigers. I don't think this comes as too much of a surprise to folks that have been following things. I think as soon as Peyton Thorne announced he was hitting the portal and we saw how quickly Auburn reacted to make sure that he was going to eventually be an Auburn Tiger and Hugh Freeze's involvement in recruiting Peyton Thorne once he was in the portal to come down to Auburn. 
you know, I think it was pretty clear. Like, you don't go after a guy that started two full seasons in a Power Five conference in the Big Ten, which is as close as you can get to the SEC. Um, you know, staying in college football, I think we'll all agree on that. You know, he became the favorite instantly, Jacob, and he didn't really let go of it at any point of it. And I also think it was pretty telling that he was with the ones the very first day of fall camp, despite missing spring and kind of getting here a little bit later than the other quarterbacks involved in the battle. So, I mean, he's been the favorite since day one, and it sounds like Robbie Ashford put up much more of a fight than probably was expected, and he's developed a ton as a quarterback and as a passer, which is exactly what Auburn fans should want to hear, push him a little bit more, create more of that uh, competition. But, yeah, I don't think this is actually that surprising to folks that have been following him. Zach, you mentioned the fact that Peyton Thorne, obviously being the transfer, was not here in the spring and only able to practice for what's been only a handful of them for Auburn this fall. Do you think that has limited him at all in this fall? I know we've had, what, very few media viewing windows, and when we're there, you know, we, we see very little of practice, and I haven't seen much of it. But how much do you think that will limit him, the fact that he wasn't here in the spring, whether it be throughout the rest of fall camp or maybe as the season gets started against UMass and Cal? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it slowed things down as far as installations and, and things like that during fall camp because you usually do a lot of that in the spring. Spring is when you build your football team, and fall is when you get ready to, for, for the season. And, you know, a lot of Auburn's potential starters weren't here in the spring. And I don't know if that's going to be, you know, just a college football thing moving forward with that spring transfer portal being so popular and so busy. That may just be the way college coaches have to deal with that now. And you just hope it's not your key players like a quarterback that, uh, that you kind of acquire in that, in, in that fashion. But I'm sure it slowed things down the first week, week and a half. And, you know, I think right now, and, you know, I heard a few reports and a few reports were put out there that this past week it really started to click. And, you know, he kind of really had a firm grasp on the playbook that Hugh Freeze and Philip Montgomery, the offensive coordinator, had put together. So I think if it were to slow down anything, I would think that that process or that that window of time is, is behind us. And now it's all about focusing on UMass, Cal, and probably the first few weeks Zach, in your in your uh, I guess your assessment of Peyton Thorne going back and watching his play at Michigan State like we all have, especially in that 2021 season where his numbers just blow you away with the talent that was around him on that Michigan State team. They were a late a late push to make a college football playoff when he was mm-hmm. with the Spartans. What is it about Peyton Thorne that excites you and that you think is going to make him successful in the SEC West? Stability, consistency are probably the two biggest words. I know leadership would probably be the word uh, Hugh Freeze would use. But I just think Auburn has gone through so many ups and downs with the quarterback position. I mean, I think we saw it last year with Robbie Ashford. I think we kind of saw it with T.J. Finley some, too, because, I mean, I think every now and then he'd have a throw that blew you away. But we certainly saw it with Bo Nix, right? I mean, so we're talking about the last mm-hmm. several years of, you know, the last half decade of Auburn football were just the ups and downs of the quarterback position. We're all over the place. We can even lump Jarrett Stidham in there if you really want to, especially that second year that he was a starter. As far as just like, yes, incredible throw versus oh, what are you doing? I think Peyton Thorne, while I think his ceiling is is decent, I don't think his ceiling is as high as, as a Bo Nix's, which is natural ability. I don't think his ceiling is as high as Robbie Ashford's as far as natural ability. But I think our floor is so much higher. And when you talk about the other pieces of the offense around Peyton Thorne, 
I think this offensive line that Hugh Freeze brought in is actually going to be pretty good. I think it's going to be a top-half offensive line in the SEC. It's been well-documented how respected this Auburn running back room is. We'll see about the wide receivers. I'm not as high on that group as some other people are. But then I think this defense is going to be solid, too. And I think if Auburn just puts themselves in a situation to not lose games and play a quarterback that has two-plus now full years of starting experience, I think it's going to put you in the situation to win games in the fourth quarter that you probably wouldn't if you shot yourself in the foot in the first or second quarter. Host of Locked on Auburn, Zach Blackerby, joining us here on the Thursday edition of On the Line, talking about the uh, reported news that Peyton Thorne expected to be named the starter for Auburn football in 2023. I'm glad you started talking about the other position groups because I think that's really important here, Zach, about how whoever the starter was going to be, whether it be Peyton Thorne, Robbie, or even Holden, I think that's a big part that people need to understand is the team around the quarterback this year is going to be better than what we've seen in the past, including, like you mentioned, the offensive line, hopefully the wide receivers and beyond. Yeah, yeah, and the Rivaldo Fairweather. I mean, how could we not have you know a, a talk about the supporting cast without mentioning what he could possibly be this year? And then the scheme, right? I mean, there's been yep. so many years where this offense, where the passing game, you know, part of your job, I mean, your job as a receiver is to get open and they catch the football. But your coaching staff needs to help you with that first part. They can't help you with catching the ball, but they can help you with getting open. Gus Malzahn did not help his wide receivers get open. Brian Harson's scheme did not help his wide receivers get open. Hugh Freeze at Ole Miss and at Liberty has consistently allowed his receivers to get open with his schemes and his patterns and his play calling. And so I think this receiver group, while I still have questions about them, I'm not about their talent, just about the experience, and they haven't really done it consistently. Because funny enough, the guys who have done it consistently that you've brought in through the portal, your Jair Shorters, your Nick Bardners, and your Shane Hooks, you're really only seeing Nick Bardner out there with the ones consistently, and you'll hear about some occasionally big plays that they make in practice. But you know, what does that rotation look like? Until Amari Kelly does it, I'm going to say, you know, let's see. You certainly got the talent to do it. You check all the boxes. You just got to go get it done. Same with Jay Fair. His ascension this fall has been tremendous, and I'm excited to see what he does in a few weeks. But he hasn't done it yet. He just hasn't. There's nothing mm-hmm. against him. He hasn't really had the opportunities to. And so those are my questions. Can these guys put all the talent on there and then create some good tape and some good production once Saturdays roll around in a few weeks this fall? That's, that's what it's going to come down to. But I think the scheme – is going to help Peyton Thorne get the ball to these guys against UMass. And and some of the receivers we know, I think the latest update, four of them we're dealing with with some sort of injury, so you got to keep that in mind as well as the yeah. season gets closer and closer. We're 16 days away. Uh, Zach, the question that I have for the show today, our question of the day, I've been getting everybody's thoughts on it, and I want to hear what you have to say. When it comes to this starting quarterback job, how many more wins and what does Peyton Thorne bring than the other quarterbacks versus the other quarterbacks compared to the other quarterbacks if they were to have been named the starter? That's a tough question because the nature of it is like, you know, you're, you're guessing. But I think it could be two. I think we could be talking about a difference between six and six, seven and five versus eight and four and nine and five just because of what I said earlier, the consistency. I mean, so many times Auburn has been in a situation, this isn't just an Auburn, this is a college football thing, where teams beat themselves at the quarterback position because mm-hmm. you got to talk about the guy who touches the ball every single play. And I just think about a few of these 50-50 games. They're all on the road, Jacob. If you want to put the iron ball at home in there, you can. I'm not really talking about that one. But I'm just looking at, you know, you go to Texas A&M. 
You want a quarterback that's been there before, over and over and over again, and has a you know that can be consistent as possible on the road. Talk about going to Arkansas. I mean, those are two really, really big games. And then at Vanderbilt, wherever that game may be played, if it's going to be at a high school game or Vanderbilt actual stadium. Yeah, seriously. But I, I think I, I think all of those types of situations. If you're a head coach, you want a guy that you can trust out there to make the safe decision, the effective decision, and the the, the decision that keeps the offense on the field. It doesn't turn the ball over. It doesn't shoot yourself um, in the foot too early where you're in a big hole in the second quarter that you can't crawl yourself out of. So I think it could be one or two games, but we don't know that just because we don't know how those games are necessarily going to unfold. But I think that's the upside that we're talking here. Zach Blackerby, host of Locked on Auburn, joining us on the show. Zach, moving forward as we have, as I mentioned, 16 days away from the kickoff of Auburn football versus UMass. We know there's a scrimmage coming up on Saturday. If Hugh Freeze in the next 15 minutes or so when he takes the podium for a press conference, if he does name Peyton Thorne the starter, besides it being Peyton Thorne in general, what does it mean for a starting quarterback to be named as the fall, the rest of fall practice goes along and as they start preparing for game one? Yeah, well, I mean, it gives you more reps, right? I mean, we, we haven't really seen just one quarterback take exclusive reps with the ones, and especially as we already chimed in on, you know, he wasn't here for the spring, and so those reps are probably a little bit more valuable than they typically would. And maybe it allows you more time to install more things. And the, the fortunate thing is you probably don't need 100% of what Hugh Freeze and Phillip Montgomery want to call this year against UMass. That's probably a good thing. And you're also probably sprinkling in some cow prep, too, just to guess. But you're mm-hmm. probably sprinkling, you know, looking at cow as well, especially, you know, the full week before game week of UMass. You're probably looking at cow. You're probably looking at Texas A&M a little bit, too, um, just because, you know, why, why not try to start that season 4-0? It kind of opens up the doors to a lot of things. So, I mean, I think, I think the timing of it, Jacob, is interesting. I wasn't expecting this yet. I yeah, wasn't I wasn't either. I was expecting it next week. Maybe after the scrimmage, they made that decision internally. It's certainly leaked out now. We'll see exactly what happens um, in, in a few minutes at his press conference. Well, but Zach, it I seemed think- like the plan was to trim it down to two and then eventually name the starter, not have this wide-open thing after the first scrimmage and then randomly name the starter. Yeah, it seemed like there was, what, two practices in between yeah. the scrimmage when they were in theory, you know, going to cut Holden Gurner off and let him run with the threes, and then this. So, yeah, it surprised me. I wonder if they saw enough tape from the scrimmage, which is interesting, right, because he's the only one who didn't score, the only quarterback that wasn't responsible for a score. But maybe his tape was good. You know, maybe there, there was talk of maybe a few drops that would have been touchdowns from Peyton or, you know, he let some guys out of bounds. Who knows? Maybe he did enough, clearly he did enough on tape to say, no, this is our guy moving forward. And so that's probably a good thing if you're an Auburn fan. The fact that they were able to make this decision a little bit earlier combined, Jacob, combined with the fact that the reports of Robbie Ashford being much improved, both those things together, wow, what kind of upside could Peyton Thorne bring this season? I, I think it's a good thing with the timing. I'm just personally surprised by it. And I think we have to we have to believe that Robbie Ashford is going to be a part of this offense somehow, and he's going to have packages and going to have plays, and he's going to have times where his name and number are called to make something happen on the field this fall. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it's, it's not a matter of, of if his number is called. It's a matter of how often, I think. Um, I had Jake Crane on my show earlier today. I asked him that question if Peyton was named the starter. He thinks Robbie's going to play more than just quarterback, which is interesting. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but he's right more than he's wrong. 
Um, but he thinks, you know, we're talking 15-ish snaps a game. I think it's a little less than that. I'd say seven to ten snaps a game. But still, I mean, that's enough. I mean, you talk about a guy making an impact, or if a backup running back plays seven to ten snaps a game and touches the ball and all of those snaps, I mean, that's a big workload. So I think uh, I, I think he's certainly going to be involved. I hope he's involved. He's too dynamic to not use him. Zach Blackerby, host of, of Locked on Auburn, the daily podcast covering Auburn athletics. We appreciate you on and jumping in on a day where we've got some breaking news and breaking it down for us and giving us your thoughts on the situation where uh, the news and reports are that Peyton Thorne expected to be named the starter for Auburn football uh, in 2023. Zach, always a pleasure, man. Let everybody know where they can find you and your podcast every single day, man. Yeah, Locked on Auburn, available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. You can find all our written work at auburndaily.com. All right, man. Appreciate it. It's always a blast. We'll talk to you soon, all right? Hey, thanks, brother. Have a good one. That is Zach Blackerby again, host of Locked on Auburn. And Daryl Dapperts joins him uh, at least once or twice a week and always on the live shows when something big happens. And Daryl joins us every Tuesday here on the program as well. So we appreciate Zach hopping on. When we come back, we'll wrap up hour number one. And Hugh Freeze's press conference coming up at 3 o'clock. I haven't found anywhere that they're going to be streaming it. So I will be giving you live updates, quotes. and, And if he does officially make the announcement, we will talk about it here on the show. Plus, Chris. Gordy, host of Locked on SEC, will join us coming up in hour number two. But phone lines are open. I want to hear from you. What are your thoughts on this? If Peyton Thorne is officially named the starter today, are you confident in that? What's your answer to the question of the day? How many more wins does he bring this football team than if one of the other two were named a starter? And just your overall feelings as we're 16 days away from the start of Auburn football, give me a call. 334-321-1390. are on the line on ESPN 1067, online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. We've got a couple of more minutes here on our number one on the Thursday edition of On the Line. I'm Jacob Goins with you on ESPN 1067. Appreciate Zach Blackerby joining me on the phone lines. Hit him up when the news came out and said, hey, I need you to come on and talk about this. I know he wanted to, and I know a lot of you enjoy him and his takes, and so uh, we appreciate Zach joining the show uh, this afternoon to talk about the reports that Peyton Thorne is expected to be announced the starter for Auburn football at the quarterback spot in 2023. Um, To Zach's point, uh, he was talking, you know, Hugh Freeze has a press conference in about eight minutes, seven minutes, whatever, and The expectation is that the announcement is to be made today because all of the reports are out. Every outlet in town is reporting this news. So it would be kind of weird for Hugh Freeze to not make the announcement. And look, somebody's going to ask about it. It's going to be the first question that's asked to Hugh Freeze. So the expectation is that the announcement is made today. Um, But the timing is weird. And I think that's what a lot of people are, are talking about here is... The timing's just kind of odd. And look, maybe this news wasn't supposed to get out today. I don't know. But it just seems really weird. And it's funny that Jack made that point, Zach made that point, and I made that point to open the show. That the the storylines that we were told coming out of the scrimmage on Saturday was Hugh Freeze had to reassess the quarterback situation because of their performances from all three, whether it be good or bad. And then two practices later, something changed, something clicked, something just 
magically appeared that, oh, okay, our decision was correct to begin with. Because remember, Hugh Freeze said his mind was made up going in to the scrimmage on Saturday. And if the rumors and report not rumors, if the reports are true that he's expected to name the starter and it be Peyton Thorne, then obviously he had Peyton Thorne in his mind going into Saturday. So whatever happened in the film room, in his office, in practice on Monday, Tuesday, whatever it was that happened that reassured his decision before Saturday, credit to him. Credit to Peyton Thorne, credit to the film, credit to the coaches, whatever it may be. They found something and they're running with it. And again, the expectation is for him to be named the starter coming up in just a few minutes. And again, I will give you live updates from that press conference. I'm looking everywhere. I don't think anybody's going to have the stream of it. Um, It'll be up afterwards. Um, And so I'm sure Bill and Dan will have have that available for you to play on their show from 4 to 6. I may be able to play it for you tomorrow as well. Probably will uh, play you some of that, if not all, of that press conference tomorrow from Hugh Freeze. And we'll talk about it and what he has to say. But... Overall, the timing's a little odd, but this is not a surprising piece of news, right? It's just not. It's not a surprising piece of news by any means. And Peyton Thorne gives you the best chance to win football games. He just does. Even when you don't look at the other guys in the room, you feel good about Peyton Thorne. And really, look at Peyton Thorne compared to what's going on in Tuscaloosa right now. You think we in Auburn are excited. People in Tuscaloosa are probably a little worried. They can't figure out who their quarterback's going to be. And it sounds like in the next few minutes, Auburn's going to have theirs. We'll give you live updates from the press conference from Hugh Freeze coming up at 3 o'clock plus. Chris Gordy, host of Locked on SEC, will join us at 3.30 to talk about this Auburn quarterback situation plus updates from around the Southeastern Conference. Again, phone lines are open. Give me a call. I know you got some thoughts about the expectation of Peyton Thorne being named QB1 in just a few minutes. 334-321-1390. Don't go anywhere. Hour number two coming up. on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 106.7 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goertz. You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika sports leader. Happy Thursday, everybody. Hope you're doing well on this Thursday afternoon. Big news around Auburn football as the reports came out earlier today that 
Peyton Thorne expected to be announced the starter for Auburn football at the quarterback position from Hugh Freeze. And so that's been the news of the day. Uh, Hugh Freeze about to take the podium for his press conference that was scheduled at 3 o'clock. I have been working diligently to try and find a live stream. I think I may have found one. Um, I think I may have found it uh, from WVTM 13. Uh, they, it, I'm, I've got it pulled up, and it seems to be the live shot of of the of the press conference and so if this is the correct one as long as this is not a replay and I'm not getting uh not getting uh confused here and not getting uh joked on here then the goal is going to try to to play this so let me see if this works this is Hugh Freeze taking the podium right now uh for his press conference uh hopefully announcing Peyton Thorne as the starter and hopefully nobody left or not too many people left uh, feeling uh, disappointed in in any way for uh, for the lines getting cut off, but uh, that was a great testimony to the Auburn family for sure. Um, Gardner Langlow, I think it's already been reported, has decided to uh, hang up football, and um, I think that's uh, I think that's it. So I'll open it up for questions. Coach, there's been reports today that you were. Uh, going to announce a starting quarterback today in Peyton Thorne. Is yeah, that was, true? Do you want to announce well, a, a I was I was I was going to. You guys seem to uh, know everything before it happens. So I don't that's uh, interesting to me because only four people knew that and uh, didn't even tell the staff. So <laughs> it's interesting uh, how every, everything works today, but I, it's just a different day and time, but yeah, I've decided to uh, uh, start Peyton uh, Thorne and um, let me say this first. I totally believe that Robbie and Holden, uh, we can win games with, with any of the three. Um, a lot of that would depend upon you know, how we play defensively and, and how the supporting cast play. Uh, I believe in all three of those guys. And there are days that there's been very little separation. Uh, I just believe Man, my gut is usually right, and usually when I follow my gut, um, and I'm not saying my gut is right that Peyton is the guy for all 12 games, or but my gut is saying it's the time to do this uh, to get us best prepared for the opening of the season. Um, I'm hoping that all three will handle that news uh, extremely well and to continue to work because I believe with all my heart uh, Robbie Ashford gives us an, an absolute better chance to win the game if he accepts um, this this news and continues to work and develops himself because he might be the most freakish athlete I've ever had at quarterback but to this point I think the separation uh, the reason Peyton is getting the nod is just um, the, the leadership ability and uh, understanding uh, of the offense. And um, he's been in some really good battles and um, just seems like he was more efficient in the decision-making uh, to this point. Not that the others were terrible by any means. It was not just a slam dunk. And so I hope um, that everyone will handle it right. This, uh, this is, uh, I mean, this is happening in a lot of places. NFL here, you compete and you continue to compete. And trust me, um, once someone gets that 
job. They got to hold on to it, and hopefully uh, the others continue to work every day to press to to make me feel like I need to second guess that. That's that's the hope. You didn't seem too thrilled with the receivers on Saturday. How have they done this week? Well, it was about 88 loafs on Saturday. That's an exaggeration, but there were a lot. Um, they had a really good week last week, and they've had a better week this week. We had our best practice. Uh, I lose track of days. Today is Thursday. We had our best practice Tuesday night, uh, and I think they're improving. Uh, still way too many MAs, or when I say MAs, the route is truncated. If it's supposed to be at 12, there is at 10, and, you know, we've got to get all of that cleaned up. And we've got two weeks to do that. But they've had a solid week. They just did not have a, a, a good scrimmage. And truthfully, I didn't think when I watched the film after the scrimmage, I thought the – I just – it was it made me sick. I didn't think we competed. And it was almost like we just melted under that heat. And we had uh, – you know, we've handled the heat pretty well. It's been maybe the hottest camp I've experienced. But – uh, of course, when you're here, you get to take a break inside and we cool them down with all the water mist and, and all of that. You go over there for that game, there's none of that going on that day. And I just didn't think we handled it extremely well. I'm, I'm excited for another opportunity that this Saturday to see how we handle it. But they've bounced back pretty good this week. Um, Camden Brown finally practiced yesterday and looked decent. So hopefully that adds, uh, adds some more depth to that room. You, when it comes to choosing a starting quarterback, and every head coach is, has been through it, and obviously it's a different situation than another position. Uh, how hard is it for you to uh, to deliver that that news and and yeah, and try to easy. and try to make them understand that it's not the end of the world? Yeah, it's not easy. It's uh, because you know it is different. You don't you don't. One guy's going to get primarily most of the snaps. And, um, you know, so that's not easy because you've watched other those other two kids, you know, compete hard for it and train all summer and, and work for this moment. Um, but you know what? That's life. And, and everybody doesn't always get the prize that they want. And, but the, how you respond to that is going to really determine more about you than – and probably paid more dividends for your longer term in life and in football. If you just ex you, you accept it, don't like it, uh, but go back to work. And let's see what happens. Listen, last year at Liberty, I played four quarterbacks because of injuries. We lost our start of the first series of the first game to a broken hand. You put another one in there, he gets hurt, and you're down to number three. And there was one game I had to play number four. And so um, you never know when your time's coming and, and what you're going to do with it when it comes. And if you make the most of that, you might not ever uh, see the bench again. And so I want to say this about Robbie. He, he, he will always have a package. If he handles all of this the right way, he, he, will, he will always have a package because he's just a, he's a, he's, he adds an element to us that's a little different. Coach, after the the uh, the uh, scrimmage on Saturday, you were talking about you thought you had made up 
your mind and then you had to kind of rethink it after the scrimmage. So what was the process of going from that point where you may have had two or three quarterbacks on your mind to, to narrowing down to one now? Well, no, I, I really felt like it was Peyton going into that scrimmage. And then in the scrimmage, I thought he pressed too much and I didn't like that. And I can't have a guy that, and I think that's one of the reasons I'm at this point is I, I want to see what he does now. All right, you know, I, I'm the guy and I go back to relaxing and playing within the system. That, that was all that, and Robbie had a really good Saturday, comparatively. Hey, Coach, uh, just wanted to ask about, obviously, when you break the news um, that Peyton's going to be the starting quarterback, there's a level of disappointment with the other guys. Do you anticipate all the quarterbacks in that room remaining here this season? And if not, if they want to transfer, are you going to try to convince them otherwise? What a world. What a world. I, I don't know. What do you think I should do? Uh, yeah, we'll just try to make them all happy. I, you know, every man's got to do what he thinks is right for himself. Um, this idea that just because you got some difficult news that you should consider uh, bolting on your team and all of that, I, that ain't the world I come from. That ain't what my – that's not how I was raised with the team. Or, um, and so I, sh I sure hope that, uh, that that's not the case. I haven't heard any of that. And, um so hope that's not the case. Hope they'll go to work and compete. We might. We'll, we'll, we'll get them all ready. You, you and a lot of other people on the staff have talked a lot this fall about what you said, him, Peyton Thorne, absorbing the offense and kind of having a good understanding of it. How have you seen that evolve maybe from, from day one of camp to where you are now where you're comfortable with naming him the starter? Well, that's the guys in here all the time. I mean, he just, I can't get rid of him. It's an ounce of everything I'm thinking or Phillip's thinking um, on every aspect of our passing game, our run game. And he just, uh, he's, he's, he's a pro at, it, at, at knowing how to prepare. And that gives you a comfort level that uh, you just know, you know, you feel like he's going to have the right mindset and have the understanding of the game plan for sure, and hopefully the others will also, but pretty confident he is by the way he approaches every day. Where did you see Holden really kind of grow in this battle and getting yeah. this experience to, to compete? Uh, Holden's the most natural passer of, of all of them, truthfully, in my opinion. Um, still absorbing. There's a, there's a lot of times he's, uh, he's, he's not made the right decision maybe in the RPO game or in his reads or again the protection set the right way but he's just a young kid but he he's got a bright future and there's no doubt in my mind uh, yes you back to the quarterbacks um, I mean I'm sorry wide receivers have any of those guys stepped up enough to you to where you feel comfortable with them being the rotation uh, have you liked what you see yeah, from I feel good about uh, Jay and Var feel good about uh, Shane and, um, and, and uh, Mari and um, I just won't forget somebody. Uh, Camden's been hurt, so it's really, I mean, yesterday was really his first practice since I've been here, so it's really hard for me to get an, an accurate evaluation there. Um, shorter will be in the rotation uh, to give us some bigger bodies. Nick. 
You know, I'd say outside right now, if you had to say, you know, those, those four big guys are probably in the rotation along with those slot guys and Caleb Burton in the slot also, those those three guys. But that's the ones that's gotten most of the reps. You know, Malcolm's been hurt and so has uh, Coy and so has Camden. And so it's, um, you know, but that's that those guys are going to have to be in the rotation for sure. With the quarterback position uh, pretty much settled, at least going into the scrimmage, what other positions are up for grabs? What are the uh, competitions that you're looking at this Saturday? Yeah, well, the quarterback situation is set going into UMass unless, unless something happens. I mean, it, it's set. It's done. And he'll um, get all the reps with the ones, and Robbie will get most of the reps with the twos. Holden will get his share some. But um, – I feel like that's that's where we are, and that's not going to change unless injuries or something happen. Um, I, I don't I, I don't see the other positions as battles. There is no first team, second team in my mind. Uh, I just we need two and three deep at every one of those, and so I just. I guess if you had to say there's battles, it's who's going to be on that 70-man travel squad, you know, or that 75 if you go on the road to a non-conference, whatever it is. That there's probably some of those, but I don't. Me is trying to get. You're trying to get uh, those two deep secondary and those three deep D line and those two deep linebackers and those two deep O line. You're trying to get every one of them ready. I don't see it as a battle, and. Yeah, all right, somebody plays well and we roll him out there the first huddle, that's that's great. He had the better week of practice, but come series three, the other guy's gonna be out there too. So you I just don't see it as hey, y'all are competing to, to see who plays and who doesn't. It's it's get we gotta get them all ready. You, you've had multiple media viewing opportunities this preseason. What's your theory on that? What's your thought process on how has that evolved over the years? Say that one more time. Having media viewing windows. Oh, viewing uh, practice. Well, I'm going to cut all of you off if you post videos of our team again. <laughs> Whoever that was. I don't know who it was. Don't care. And I'm not mad at you. But um, just, man, no videos. Maybe that's just crazy. Y'all can do pictures and stuff. But, man, just don't. Don't shoot videos. I was going to actually tell y'all y'all can stay a little longer today if you want to. Just no videos, you know. Uh, and maybe we're just all paranoid as coaches too much. But um, when the season starts, it will be quite different. You just, I just, I just think there's too much going on to. And you guys are so aggressive with with uh, having your stories out there. And man, I can appreciate that. I, I can. You're you're. You're into what you do, and you want to be good at it, and and I get that. Uh, so there's a fine line for me of how, how do I balance the respect I have for the job you guys do and protecting our kids and our team the most we can. I'm, I don't know where that line is. I told Kirk the other day I think every week could be a little different um, for for what we see media's availability to be and and, and all of that. So. Um, I don't know if I answered your question, but Hugh, I think we've all seen the recent news with the Michael Orr situation. Obviously, we know your connections to it. Yeah. Have you spoken to either the Tuies or or Michael? Yeah, listen, I, I love Michael Orr. He's like 
part of our family, and I, I love the Tuies, and I, I just I think it's uh, sad, and I certainly don't claim to understand all the ins and outs of uh, adoption, conservatory, all of that, but I, I know what I witnessed, and I witnessed a family that uh, that um, totally took in a young man, and I think without uh, that there's no uh, there's there is no story um, and I sure hope it can um, I, I know this if Michael called Sean right now and said let's let's work this thing out Sean and Leanne would be there in a hurry to to hug his neck and tell him he's loved and I hope he feels that and and certainly I don't claim to till you walk in people's shoes I don't I don't claim to have all the the answers to anything, but um, I think it will all, whatever happens will happen, of course, and I think the facts will come out, but, um, you know, I love both sides of it, and, you know, I, Sean and Leanne Tui did something that probably most families, a lot of us talk about doing things, um, they actually put the shoes on and pulled the boots up and got in the arena and, and did something, and I think that's admirable. Hugh, you mentioned you know putting together packages for Robbie. Do you have experience in your career with yeah. with that first kind of year, thing? Athletics quarterback. Miss, Bo Wallace was a starter. Barry Brunetti was uh, a dude that added a lot to us. Um, and so, um, yeah, I did that there. Arkansas State, my first year, had, had a similar deal. It was more, it was different, but similar. I mean, Ryan Applin was definitely our quarterback. Uh, we had another young man that was more of a power guy that I used for short yardage situations. Robbie certainly liked that. Liked that. I mean, Robbie's not just a runner; he's a dynamic runner. But uh, he 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 can throw certain things. He throws better, and uh, hopefully his consistency in that will continue to improve. To where if we, whatever package it is in, they have to respect the the pass off of it also. You talked about the heat being an issue in the scrimmage last Saturday. In two weeks, you play at, at 2.30 in the afternoon. How, how do you prepare for that? Well, that, that's a whole different deal. You're, you're only playing 11 of your guys at one time, and the others over under the fans and, and, and being cool. And hopefully we have a few eight, nine play drives where the defense is resting and um, – so I, I think that's totally different, and obviously we will have 80 people that are able to play or so that game, and you're able to rotate bodies uh, instead of just uh, putting 22 years out there constantly, and then the next 22. And so I, I think that's totally different. Uh, we'll be prepared for that. I don't I don't have any worries about that. I hope it's hot, actually that day. I hope it's real hot, except for the fans. I don't want the fans, but uh, it'd be fine for me if it's hot that day. Coach, Auburn's had some good receivers over the years. I don't think they've had like a dynamic stud receiver in a long time. What, in your mind, goes into putting into having a receiver that can go up and change football games as a playmaker? Yeah, we, we desperately have got to get to that point. I mean, I, I don't know when the last time Auburn had a 1,000-yard receiver. I don't, and it's been over a decade, I would think. And that's shocking to me. 
And I've had very few years where I didn't have one that was at least close to a thousand, if not over a thousand. And you know, even at Liberty, the last two years we had Antonio Gandy Golden who went over, and then Demario Douglas, who by the way is killing it with the Patriots right now. And um, and I hope every recruit that I'm recruiting for receiver is listening to me. We've got to change that here, and you got to change it through recruiting. And uh, those receivers are a priority for us that uh, are, are coming into the 24 and 25 class. Thanks, guys. Let's see, practice today. No videos. So that was head coach Hugh Freeze for Auburn football and his press conference. A big, big thank you to WVTM 13, the NBC affiliates. They were the ones that were live streaming that, and so I was able to find that and play that for you. And so he had some interesting things to say, did he not? I mean, he had some had some things to say about uh, about this race, the quarterback battle that was. Um, and so let's talk about it a little bit. We went through that break, and I, I kind of moved our, our commercials around so we've got a few minutes before um before chris gordy joins us uh coming up at 3 30 we'll talk to him about this plus some updates from around the sec but interesting from what hugh freeze had to say he, he mentioned again about the fact that uh he basically can't get rid of peyton thorne when it comes to uh him in his office, him in the film room, asking questions, wanting to be better and just get more information. And, man, that's something you want to hear about your quarterback. That is what you want to hear from your starting quarterback who was just named in that press conference. So reports were true. We can now say that Peyton Thorne has been named the starter officially for Auburn football for game one against UMass and I said it back in the first hour I was going to continue saying it is reported that he was expected to be named until Hugh Freeze said it with his own with his own words and he did in that press conference so uh, again thank you to WVTM uh, for streaming that and uh, and for letting us borrow that but that's what you want to hear about your starter is it not is it not what you want to hear the fact that a guy who came in wasn't able to practice in the spring because he wasn't here yet. He's only practiced a handful of times with fall practice, and yet he wants to learn and grow and be a leader. Leadership is a word that Hugh Freeze has used every single time he has talked about Peyton Thorne. And I mean every single time. And it's interesting, somebody asked him the question, uh, it may have been Bill Cameron who asked him, you know, how does how does you naming a starter affect and impact the scrimmage on Saturday will this be will it change from now to the season opener and Hugh Freeze said quote it's set it's done he'll get all the reps with the ones coming up on Saturday he is the starting quarterback for UMass and so uh there's there's your news folks we've been waiting on it we've been talking about it all offseason long who was going to be the starter and was there a legitimate battle based off of what Hugh Freeze said I think there was I think there was. Um, he mentioned how Robbie Ashford got better. He mentioned how Robbie Ashford and stated how Robbie Ashford is going to be the second quarterback, and he will have packages. Hugh Freeze said it right there in the press conference. He will have packages. So don't expect Robbie to 
to crumple and, and, and sulk and be done with this thing because his name is going to be called. Just like we talked with Zach Blackerby back in the first hour, host of Locked on Auburn, his name and number will be called this season. And Hugh Freeze brought up a great point. He said, you never know what's going to happen. He played four different quarterbacks at Liberty last year. Four. And so if you're Robbie Ashford in this situation, yes, we know the, the, the changing ways of college athletics and college football where so many guys and so many athletes in general, if you don't get your way, if you don't get the spot you want, how easy is it for you to just jump in the portal, right? That's the, that's the game. That's how it's all done nowadays. But I don't see Robbie Ashford doing that. I really don't. I don't see him doing that. And Hugh Freeze is right. You never know what's going to happen. And so if you continue to practice, if you continue to grind, continue to work, you never know when your time comes. And you have to be able to take advantage of it. And I think there would be some confidence in that if something, God forbid, were to happen to Peyton Thorne, injury-wise or personal, whatever it may be, right? If Robbie Ashford gets that opportunity, I'm interested to see how it would go. But Peyton Thorne is the starter, and Freeze talked a little bit about the receivers, how they had a good week last week, didn't have a good scrimmage on Saturday, but they've had a better week at practice this week, said Tuesday was the best practice of fall camp for the team as a whole. Um, And yeah, I mean, there it is. Hugh Freeze officially announces Peyton Thorne as the starting quarterback for game one versus UMass. That game, 16 days away. They've got a couple more practices, another scrimmage on Saturday. And then at that point, it's game on. The season's right around the corner, folks. There's the breaking news that has taken over Auburn today. When we come back, Chris Gordy, host of Locked on SEC, will join us. We'll ask him about this situation what it does for Auburn's expectations for 2023, plus updates from around the SEC as well. Stay tuned. Chris is always an entertaining one. You don't want to miss it. Jacob Goertz on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. All right, back inside the studio here at ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Been a busy day on the show today with Zach Blackerby, host of Locked on Auburn, who joined us in the first hour to talk about the eventual news that we just played for you with Hugh Freeze and his press conference that Peyton Thorne has been announced the starting quarterback for Auburn in 2023. And I know this guy is going to want to talk about it as well. It's Chris Gordy, host of Locked on SEC, joins us every Thursday at 3.30 here on on the line. Chris, great to hear from you, man. And uh, it's busy here in Auburn, so I'm sure it's busy for you as well. Yeah, it's uh, a little took me back a little bit by surprise because I was just uh, you know doing some hits earlier this week. You know, when we were talking about the comments from Hugh Freeze, where you know, he he was talking a few days ago about he you know he was planning to try to cut it down from three to two, and um, you know, kind of seemed like with those comments that there was no urgency to really establish. You know, or announce who the starter is. We've talked about that before with uh, you know them opening with UMass. I didn't think there was 
you know, a lot of, you know, a rush to say, hey, let's, let's figure out who our starter is now. But I think it goes to show that Peyton Thorne has, uh, you know, he's earned it and uh, done everything he's need, needed to do. I know you three talked about it and said, you know, it was the understanding of the offense and the leadership skills he showed. And that's pretty understandable when you consider that, you know, this guy ran uh, an offense up in Michigan State the last couple of years. Unfortunately for Robbie Ashford, I don't know really what they were running last year at Auburn. It's no offense to him. It's more a knock on Brian Harson, But, uh, you know, obviously Peyton Thorne came in with a ton of experience and a ton of skins on the wall. So, um, yeah, it's it's an exciting day. But I will say also temper your expectations. I went back and was watching some some film on Thorne last year. And, yeah, he had some nice moments. Obviously, uh, the double overtime win over Wisconsin was really nice. But his last performance was was ugly against Penn State. I mean, uh, you know, they, they tried to make it close. Uh, I think it was in the fourth quarter. And then, you know, uh, Penn State goes down and scores immediately. And then Peyton Thorne throws an interception. And then it basically puts the game out of reach. So, you know, there, there was, you know, part of that is the circumstance of where he was in Michigan State. And they were not a very good offensive team last year. I think they scored 20 points or less four, four or five times. They scored one touchdown or less in two games last year against Big Ten opponents. So it's not all, it wasn't all pretty what he has on his resume, but obviously a lot of experience. And that's what Hugh Freeze and Philip Montgomery value. Well, Chris, you, you started off talking about the timing and sort of being surprised. We were, too. I mean, the, the reports came out a few hours ago that, you know, it was expected that Hugh Freeze was going to announce Peyton Thorne as the starter. And it's funny because Freeze started his press conference, and we carried it here live on the show. He, he started his press conference. You know, the, obviously the first question was about that report, and he said, yeah, it's funny. I was, ex- you know, I was planning on doing that, and – in today's day and age, the, the information got out, and he said it's funny because only four people knew that information, and somehow it got out to the media, and everybody knew before he stepped up on the podium. It's crazy how today's world works, huh? <laughs> well, he, he knows now. He's, he, he's got four people he needs to go vet and find out uh, who the leak was. Yeah, um, yeah. It's everybody talks to everybody these days, and especially with, with recruiting and the transfer portal, everybody talks to somebody, and so stuff like that's going to leak out but um yeah look i, I like the timing of it and, and here's why you know I, we've talked about with you before they have they're still having a hard time figuring out who those starting wide receivers are going to be and mm-hmm. i know they've been rotating guys in and out with unit one and unit two and unit three i think this is going to help figure that out because now we know who the guy is right like we know who the starter is start developing that chemistry with Peyton thorn and you know that that rotation of okay uh, you know, unit wide receiver unit two going with Robbie Ashford. Wide receiver unit one going. With, you know, what I mean, like now we know who the receive, who the quarterback is, who the signal caller is. Now let's get whoever the starting wide receivers are on the same page with Peyton Thorne and get them those first team reps and uh, get them the work they need to get in before the, the start of the season. So, yeah, like we said, you know, maybe a little bit surprised by the timing, but from that aspect, it makes a lot of sense. Let's get everybody on the same page because. I know a lot of people aren't going to look at it as a crazy tough game going on the road to Cal, but it still is. That's a that's a tough uh, you know trip to make early in the year, all the way on the West Coast, traveling multiple time zones, and you, you get thrown out of your normalcy. You get thrown out of everything, and so even if Cal's not the the toughest you know team you're going to face all year, uh, they can beat you if you don't come ready to play and focus and take care of everything you need to do. So. Uh, yeah, the, the, the timetable here kind of sets up for get everybody settled in and uh, gives you a little bit more time here before the start of the season. 
And Chris, you kind of answered my, my next question, talking about what does this mean moving forward that Peyton Thorne was named the starter today, and I think you're spot on talking about trying to lock down those receivers and really starting to lock down all of your starters uh, with the guys up front, your receivers. Uh, we know what the running back rotation is going to look like, but now I think you're spot on with all of that where you can, you've got 16 days to really get your offense where you want it to be before UMass, and then like you said, before you make that trip out to cow wasn't a surprise that Peyton Thorne was named the starter it was the expectation the day that he announced he was coming to Auburn uh but Chris in your opinion what does this mean for Robbie Ashford who who what we've been told and what we saw improved this fall was a part of this battle and Hugh Free said it in his press conference he will have packages in this offense yeah I think that's smart I, I've said that all along even when the news was that Peyton Thorne was coming in I said there there has to be a role for Robbie Ashford on this team. He's too good of a weapon not to uh, not to have some kind of uh, packages for him. His, his legs are too good. You know, we saw it last year. The speed of the SEC was not too big for him. He can uh, he can play. Um, you know, the throwing arm that we were kind of concerned about. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. We get into some red zone packages. I, I guarantee they're going to have something built for Robbie Ashford. You know, whether it's a keeper, uh, you know, run out to the edge or, or whatever it is, they're going to have some plays for him. And uh, hopefully he's, you know, going to accept that role. I know it's probably disappointing to him today that, that, you know, he felt like he was competing for the job and still had a possibility of winning it. Uh, hopefully he embraces that role because, you know, we live in this day and age of the transfer portal world where every time a guy finds out he's not the guy, he wants, you know, gets the wandering eye and wants to go somewhere else. But I think this late in the game, it would be tough for him to go anywhere else. And so I think uh, I think he's locked in, and hopefully he buys into the role that, that, that they have for him. But uh, also keep in mind, you're one injury away from him being the guy again. So uh, we see this every year in the SEC. I mean, go look at Arkansas last year. They didn't they didn't want to lose K.J. Jefferson. They, they uh, you know, lost him for that LSU game. They had to start Malik Hornsby. Um, you know, Alabama lost Bryce Young for a game last year, or a game and a half last year. Um, you know, injuries happen around this league. And so, yeah, while they're committed to Peyton Thorne, Robbie Ashford better be ready to go because uh, there could be any point this season where suddenly he's the guy again. And I'm glad you said that because Hugh Freeze brought that up where at Liberty last year, he played four different quarterbacks in his year at Liberty. And so uh, he brought that up because, of course, somebody asked about Robbie Ashford and if he had, you know, if he thought he was going to transfer and all that. And, and, and Freeze spoke to the craziness of the times, and that's where college football is. But yeah, I think it's important for Robbie to, to stay ready and, and be ready when his name and number is called. We're talking with Chris Gordy, host of Locked on SEC, the daily podcast covering the Southeastern Conference. You do cover the other 13 teams Chris and I do want to talk to you about that a little bit because other fall camps and practices are going on other quarterback battles are going on and I want to stay in the state of Alabama going up north to Tuscaloosa we haven't gotten any clarification on who the starter is going to be for Nick Saban and it seems like the frustrations are settling in for him right now yeah I think uh and he he said as much the other day right where he came out with the quote and said Go earn it. You know, we're, we're asking you to go out there and grab the bull by the horns. Go be the guy. Prove to us why you should be the starter. Because uh, we're getting into crunch time here. I have people I've talked to have said they think the slight edge right now is, is Jalen Milrow. Um, you know, they, they, they basically said Tyler Buckner is all but out of this race. It's Milrow versus Simpson. And there are some days where Simpson looks good. There's some days where Milrow looks good. But um, I, I've been told that Milrow's kind of been taking those first snaps. Uh, the past week, and 
Um, you know, that, that it's basically his job to lose. They love the versatility that he brings, his legs. We saw that on, on display against Arkansas last year. You know, the A&M game was, was a tough spot. You know, it was, it was uh, you know, he, he didn't throw the best balls that day. I get it. But uh, word is he's worked on his passing this offseason. You know, he's down in Florida a couple weeks ago throwing some, uh, throwing some passes to some of the receivers there. So, uh, yeah, I expect Jalen Milrow is, is going to win this job, but it wouldn't surprise me if they don't announce a starter. I, you know, if I'm Nick Saban, I go into Middle Tennessee State, you know, maybe start Jalen Milrow, but give Ty Simpson a second half and let's see how they both do. And whoever plays the best, I'm going to take that guy into Texas and, or, you know, against Texas in week two. So, um, I don't know. I could be wrong. They could come out next week or in a few days and announce Jalen Milrow as the starter and okay, fine. But, uh, yeah, at least everything I've heard recently is that he's kind of got the leg up a little bit on uh, Ty Simpson, but Tyler Buckner is completely out, completely out of this race now. Isn't that crazy, the fact that Auburn and Alabama both went and got Power 5 transfer quarterbacks in the spring because they didn't have a, a true starter Auburn's guy is going to be starting now for for the Tigers in game one against UMass, and the transfer quarterback for Alabama isn't even in the race anymore. Isn't that wild to you? It is, but let's also remember Jalen Milrow and Ty Simpson were two very highly uh, touted quarterbacks. You know what I mean? Like they were. This isn't like a three-star quarterback that right. you're just uh, taking a flyer on. Like these are two very highly skilled, uh, ridiculously talented quarterbacks that. Again, I think Nick Saban just wanted to push, and that's why they brought in Tyler Buckner. Said, "Look, uh, you know, kind of, kind of scared the life into him and go, you know, we're not just going to settle for between the two of you. We'll bring in another guy in this mix." And I think that's what Buckner's presence did, and kind of got him to shape up or shape out. Um, you know, same thing at Ole Miss. I heard, you know, Jackson Dart's probably going to be the starter there. If you pay attention to any of their social media stuff, almost everything they push out is a picture of Jackson Dart. But they, the reason they brought in Spencer Sanders was just to scare the life out of Jackson Dart, to say this job is not guaranteed. And what we saw was a much improved Jackson Dart. I believe you know, stat was out there. He didn't throw a turnover at all throughout spring practice and uh, a much improved Jackson Dart. Uh, and then we heard Josh Heupel at Tennessee say the same thing the other day, that you know, Joe Milton hasn't thrown a turnover this offseason. And so it's just that I think you want to you wanna push your guys to be the best that they can and at least with Alabama, they had two guys that they felt comfortable with. Um, you know, adding the transfer wasn't necessarily saying this guy's going to come in to be the starter. It was more just to push the guys that were already on the roster. He's the host of the Locked On SEC podcast, Chris Gordy, who joins us every Thursday at 3.30 here on On the Line on ESPN 106.7. Chris, any updates that you uh, feel are important for our listeners to know around the Southeastern Conference? I know we, we've obviously talked to a lot of quarterbacks today, but any other updates? You have a starting quarterback in Florida. I know that um, most people expected it to be Graham Mertz, but any other updates from around the conference as we get closer and closer to the start of football season? Yeah, just injuries are what we're watching. Uh, over at South Carolina, Juice Wells has a lower body injury that has kept him out of practice. He's still out of practice. The expectation is uh, Shane Beamer said they hope to get him back by game one against North Carolina. Um, you know, he tweeted out or put on his Instagram the other day, I'm good, but it's kind of scary. He's their go-to target. He's their number one receiver. He was the top five receiver in the league last year. And Spencer Rattler, he does not have Juice Wells in that game. I think they get... I think they get bludgeoned by North Carolina. I don't think, you know, the only way I think South Carolina has a chance to win that game against Drake May is in a shootout. And if they don't have their best receiver and Juice Wells going, then I I think they're going to get killed. So 
Uh, that's certainly something to watch here as we get closer to that game. But, again, sounds like Deuce Wells may be ready, ready to go by week one. Uh, a few other injuries. Sam Mbake at Arkansas, he's out for the season already. Uh, played very limited, but Sam Pittman was raving about him a few weeks ago and expected him to play a big role uh, as one of their uh, receivers. So that hurts. And then t- tight end over at uh, Texas A&M, Donovan Green. He uh, tore something, and he's out for the for the season. And mm. he had a nice little freshman year last year, 200-plus receiving yards, a couple of touchdowns. So he was a guy that was going to play a big role in their tight end core, and he's out. So, yeah, I mean, not the biggest name, headline names of, of, of injuries, but certainly something you want to watch this time of year and try to keep everybody healthy. And, Chris, we've got football coming up next weekend for Week Zero of college football. Isn't that a crazy thought? Yeah, the only thing I'll add is shout-out to Vanderbilt. They are playing uh, Hawaii, and uh, they did announce yesterday the portion of the their proceeds of ticket sales are going to go towards donations for the Maui wildfires. So uh, very cool to see Vanderbilt step up and do that. But, man, if you've seen the pictures of Vanderbilt Stadium, oh, it's they're horrible. still doing work in the end zones. Now, I'm told the, the seating areas where, where fans will sit, those are fine. The field of play is fine. But, man, what in the world? Why didn't you escalate the uh, the construction here to get it done, knowing you had a home game in week zero? Uh, just wild that they kind of drugged their feet on that. But the ESPN FPI, they're giving uh, Vanderbilt an 81% chance to win this game against Hawaii, so they better take care of this. Well, didn't they announce it's like, what, 12,000 people are going to be able to sit in the stadium or something? Like, it's ridiculous, the, the low number of fans that are going to be able to attend. It's definitely going to be a reduced. I thought I saw twenty around twenty thousand. Okay, it may be, yeah. Reduced capacity. Of course, all the jokes are, uh, you know, that's mostly just for the opposing fans because Vandy doesn't have fans. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I know that's been the case in the past, but yeah, uh, Vandy and Clark Lee. It's a nice little appetizer for us to start the SEC football season and kind of get a little scouting report on them next week in Week Zero. Well, Chris, as always, man, we appreciate you. It's always a blast talking to you. you got the best information around the Southeastern Conference. Let everybody know where they can find you, your daily SEC podcast, and what you got coming up as we get closer to the start of the year. Yeah, Locked on SEC, wherever you get your podcast. Of course, we're up on YouTube. And uh, had a good conversation on yesterday's show with Phil Steele. We previewed the entire SEC with him. So I encourage nice. you guys to go check that out. And uh, I'm going to go grab me a, a Peyton Thorne Auburn jersey. Well, good luck if you find one. And, uh, yeah, he is the starter here. So, hey, man, as always, we uh, we appreciate you taking the time. And we'll talk to you next week. And we'll have actual games to preview next week on the show, Chris. Yeah, I love it. Can't wait. Thanks, man. Yeah, appreciate the call. It's Chris Gordy, as always, joining us on Thursday afternoons at 3.30 here on On the Line on ESPN 106.7. Go check out his podcast, Locked on SEC, the daily podcast covering everything going on around the Southeastern Conference. He does it better than anybody and uh, always a pleasure having him on the show to talk about the breaking news for Auburn and updates from around the conference. When we come back, we'll wrap up the Thursday edition of On the Line here on ESPN 106.7. You are on the line on ESPN 106.7. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. All right, last couple of minutes here on the Thursday edition of On the Line. It's been a crazy show today, um, and I knew it. I knew it would be right. I knew it would be with the with the reports that came out earlier today, uh, with the expectation that uh, Coach Hugh Freeze was going to announce Peyton Thorne as the starter. He obviously did during his three o'clock press conference, and so uh, with that, we had Zach Blackerby, host of Locked On Auburn, who joined us back in the first hour. 
talking about this decision like it had or like it was going to happen that was the expectation so he joined us in the first hour talking about what it meant for Peyton Thorne to be the starter uh, what it means moving forward for the other quarterbacks for the other position groups and this team as a whole then at three o'clock we played Hugh Freeze's press conference live here on the show so if you missed that and want to go back and listen to it you can go and catch up with the podcast we carried it live here on the show the entire press conference about 25 minutes long or so uh, where he did announce Peyton Thorne as the starting quarterback he talked about Robbie Ashford he talked about the receivers uh, and talked about maybe some concerns with this team and their uh, lack of competitiveness on Saturday in the first scrimmage so he has a lot of interesting things to say in that press conference so we carried that live here on the show plus just got off the phone with Chris Gordy host of the Locked on SEC podcast and he talked about it plus some updates from around the conference so it's been a banger show today if you've missed any of it and I mean any of it be sure to go and listen to the podcast right after the show today ESPNAU.com or you can just search on the line wherever you get your podcast I will upload it commercial free right after the show today so be sure you go and catch that uh, wherever you get your podcast and ESPNAU.com tomorrow we're going to talk a lot more about this may play freezes press conference for you again uh, not too sure what we're going to do there uh, plus Tomorrow's Friday, so Uncle T-Bone will join me in studio, and he'll get to give his thoughts on uh, this starting quarterback being announced, Peyton Thorne. And so tomorrow's going to be a lot of fun as well. But before I go, tonight, 6.30, over on AU100, which is 100.3 on your radio dial, and AU100FM.com, Lee Scott Academy football kicks off the 2023 season at home against Chambers Academy. It's time to defend their state title from last year come join me on the call i'd love for you to be a part of it should be a lot of fun 6 30 pregame kickoff at 7 on the home of the least got sports network au 100 come join me for the start of high school football season tonight 6 30 on au 100 fm.com Stay tuned. Bill and Dan coming up. They'll talk all about the quarterback situation and uh, a lot more going on around Auburn and the SEC. But until tomorrow, 2-4 to four, right here on ESPN 106.7, I'm Jacob Goins. Go Warriors. Stay safe. I'll talk to you later.